Chapter 1 During the day, tree branches seemed warm and inviting, extending out like arms, waiting to give someone a large and loving hug. But at night, for whatever reason, trees seemed slightly more onerous. Trees are alive, though no one is quite sure how alive they really are. In the centre of my town is an enormous tree. The tree is being called lovely. I suppose a tree can be lovely to those who find trees attractive. I am certainly no certified abortionist, but the impromptu web search tells me it is an oak tree, a scrub oak to be more precise. Its posing tree stands nearly twenty feet high. Its trunk is very thick, so I surmise it must be at least a few hundred years old. The tree is situated in the middle of a very confusing traffic circle, grandstanding on an elevated and neatly manicured man-made island of mulch, bushes and soft flowers. That tree wasn't always there. Before the strip malls, golf courses, housing developments of Walmart arrived, this was all once undeveloped farmland. As far as the eye could see, Atlantic Ocean to the Gulf of Mexico coast or the state of Florida. There's a pent palmettos and other occasional palm trees scattered along with abundance of pines and other oaks. They were native as well as non-native weeds, probably carried in seed form by traders migrating up and down the coast. I suppose someone once found this particular tree somewhere in that expanse. Appreciated its beauty, and for some mysterious reason, thought it should be moved to the centre of this town, right in the middle of the traffic circle, where everyone had to drive past it every single day. The signals leading to the traffic circle almost own recognisable lines and arrows and circles, resembling what might be hieroglyphics, or perhaps ancient characters from some ancient alien civilization. That should have been my first clue. There was something peculiar about this tree. There were many fender benders in that circle, traffic circle. Most states have eliminated traffic circles because of there were too many accidents. Although statistically studies have shown roundabouts are safer than traditional intersections because seeds of speeds are lower and there are less conflict, conflict points. The locals disagree, a posture that some pompous, elderly, foreign art fanatic was merely being being courtesy. There is always talk of removing the traffic circle, and a tree in the middle of the traditional intersection would be grotesquely impractical. For for years, removing the circle, a tree never progressed from the village stage. I doubt it ever will. What the resident vehicle jockeys couldn't have known is that this tree was far from an ordinary tree. Every holiday season, my pristine little town called Vienna, Riera, Florida, which literally translates to faith in Slovakian, places hundreds of sparkling icicle Christmas trees on that old oak tree. As, and that night, something magical happens. A tree appears to grow, grow glow and you can see that the unusual glow that unusual glow for miles even after over the adjacent strip malls golf courses doctor offices and even from 
1-95 overpass. Sure, there are lights on and around a tree, and that does produce an artificial glow, but the glow I'm talking about is different. Is it not generated by the lights? I know it sounds strange. There's something very peculiar about that, this tree. It makes it glow brighter than it should during the, the, that time of year. It's difficult to explain. You have to see it for yourself. Florida is quite nice in December. There are ancient Celtic stories about oak trees providing shelter from dark magic, watering off e- illness, eliminating pain, and even inflicting fertility. Some have u- used oak, oak bark in secret portion that has said to provide immortality. Every old tree has a story, and I have always had a sneaking suspicion this particular tree has an interesting and unusual story. About a mile from the, the tree, there's a small, quaint community called Dangtree, named after Australian rainforest. It's a tight-knit neighborhood filled with new houses on tree-lined streets that still resembles an old western town. There are porches with planters and rocking chairs, and every home is an old-fashioned street lamp in the front yard. And when lit, almost invites neighbours to visit. Unlike most communities today, Dantree residents take pride in knowing each other and are friendly with their neighbours. Dantree is where I live, and it's the best place ever. One year, something interesting. No, something magical happened. Dantree, something that changed my life, and probably yours too, forever. I bet my pippers, you didn't, you didn't, you don't even know, didn't even know it. Chapter 2. Hurry, 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 Jack. You've got to see this. Hurry. You're going to miss it. Shouted an early male voice in a heavy dramatic accent from outside the front door. A heavy-set woman with dark hair, wearing a dim apron, scurried around the kitchen in the back. Her eyebrows scrunched as she attempted to fail to ignore her father's plea. Please, Renate. Go back, Jack, quickly. Renate sighed. She threw down the towel she was holding. It landed safely on the counter with an audible thud. She walked over to the bottom of the staircase, leading to the second floor of the house. Jack! She yelled. Jack, wake up. Grandpa wants to see you. And you're gonna sleep all day? Let's go. In all his nine long years on this planet, Jack had never seen a white Christmas. You see, Jack grew up in a Florida home, where all the trees are always lit, decorations are always tasteful, but Christmas is always, well, green. Jack was awake, daydreaming about some random thing, as he always did. While slowly waking up, he rolled out of his bed, out of his bed, and rubbed his eyes. He opened his drawer to find some clothes. Jack put his favourite shirt on, the overly bright orange one, that makes him look like he works at a home depot. He dashed up into the bathroom to relieve himself and quickly brushed his teeth because, even though her home was quite messy, Jack's mother was a stickler for good hygiene. He finished quickly and then began to run down the narrow path carved out of the stairs to see what all the fuss was about. Jack, did you brush your teeth? asked Jack's mother as she met him at the bottom of the stairs. Steps, yes, Mum. Jack answered as he was halfway down the steps. And did you flush the toilet? Jack suddenly froze. He com- covertly brushed for, for a moment, opened his eyes, then ran back up the stairs to the bathroom and attempted to flush the toilet quietly. 
No use. There's no way to quietly flush the toilet. Jack's face scrunched as he realised he had been busted once again. His mother smirked, knowing she was right once again. Jack then turned back to the steps and ran down as quickly as he could, losing his balance and sliding down the last four steps, knocking over a stack of loose paperback books. He got up, brushed the book off, books off himself, and then continued to run towards the front door with a nervous enthusiasm. Jack wondered what was going on. Did someone get him the golf cart he always wanted? Now that that would be a miracle, or maybe it was that new electrical bike. Jack, Jimmy, down the street already had one, but Jimmy always seemed to get whatever he wanted. He was quick to show off his new toys. Or maybe Grandpa was a, got a new car again. He, he wanted to take Jack for a ride. Grandpa, sometimes. You've been listening to an example of the return of the neglect. Rupert yet The War of the Grampus by Oliver Black. Oliver Black's latest work is destined to become a new children's classic along the lines of Harry Potter and Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. His book in the series follows three very special children as they learn to face their demons as they fight the battles of their lives to preserve good but despite a powerful and growing force of evil, an important foundation is found in its transition of power when the old gods and new is established. Join Jack, Chance and Ashley, the adventures of Grandpa Hugo, Uncle Nicholas, Mr. Hagrid and the Cinnamon Man as they battle for the, the evil soldiers of Grandpa's in this fun and memorable holiday, holiday story.